Like the twin suns on a womp rat's tail, welcome back to the Tumbling Saber podcast, everybody. I'm Kyle. I'm Corey. And I'm Carlos. Welcome back, everybody. <laughs> catch, your, catch your breath. Take a deep breath. Oh. Yeah, be still. Don't panic. Wow. What a week. And it all boils down to the Mandalorian. It's all about the Mandalorian. So we're going to get to full-on spoilers for Chapter 14 coming up in a little bit. Uh, but first, we're going to catch up with the boys. We're going to check in on our collections, see what's going on. Carlos, what's up, man? Wow, what a week. Uh, <laughs> a double dip back to uh, Episode 5 uh, from Season 2. Um, that was uh, The Ahsoka one was Episode oh, 5, right? God, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, I watched that one again uh, with my boys. Uh, got to uh, see their reactions, which is, man, it's just I love not 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 that my kids love what I love, but they love it for their own reasons. And just seeing them react the way I reacted when I watched it last week was um, it was a proud moment as a father. Uh, not 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 nerdy in a way, but like just like these are these are my my little guys are becoming people. And, you know, they have their own feelings and are quick on the trigger and, like, pointing stuff out. And, yeah, I, I just uh, I just loved it, man. And um, so a lot, I think we watched, uh, yeah, we watched those, uh, the, the last two episodes of Mandalorian back-to-back, which was great. And obviously we'll get into spoilers later. And um, uh that's it man very, like just very super like getting into that holiday holiday mode dooby dooby um, do yeah scooby dooby doo bop <laughs> um finishing up a little uh i thought i was finished christmas shopping but um i i'm going crazy this year and um i ended up getting my uh tentative four uh in the actually i delivered to myself because i got it in uh in my station <laughs> and uh which was which was pretty cool so i couldn't uh, blame anybody for the box damage um what else i actually have an update on one of my ucs sets i actually sold the obi-wan uh jedi starfighter oh, from it, 2010 it's gone i sold it it's gone uh yeah um it was already an open box with sealed bags and I had gotten, I had put them up on a marketplace in Kijiji a while ago and just left it there um, just to see, you know, uh, what kind of offers I'd get in. And I got an offer that was uh, probably 30% over what I paid for it, uh, which was, uh, for me, satisfactory because I have a ton of sealed boxes in my living room right now. Like a ton. <laughs> we've it's, seen, it's we've seen even, the pictures. <laughs> yeah, and and th- those are I the ones, bro. And those are the ones that are not even hidden. Like I have b- a bunch in the in the closet still that uh, may or may not be gifts. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> so um, coming up next yeah. week on hoarders. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, but it's all Lego Star Wars, so it's kind of like really focused. Whereas I'm not keeping National Geographic's from 1976. Um, okay. yet. Uh, anyway, so that's it, and uh, yeah, pretty uh, pretty happy with uh, 
with my sealed collection. Uh, if anybody's interested, I'm uh, selling a Razor Crest. <laughs> Let me know if you want it. <laughs> oh. Sorry. <laughs> Maudit tabarnak. <laughs> okay, let's not go into more detail. Uh, if, you start, if I start swearing in French, you know I'm not happy. Pas content, moi. What about you, Corey? How was your week? Awesome, man. Like, honestly, I was kind of a little upset that we didn't get the podcast last week, man, Aww. after seeing Ahsoka. Cry me a river. Oh, yo, yo, in podcast for five years and wait for this moment and don't get to talk about it. <laughs> but What, uh, a, what no, an honestly, entitled like, shit. Seriously. <laughs> really? I don't, I don't I don't think that's really entitlement, to be honest. Of course not. Nobody who was entitled yeah. thinks that. <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> no, it's it's true. See, live it's not a big deal? No. Okay. Anyway. I'm really good. Every episode so far has just been so good and I think I've watched the Ahsoka episode and it must I must be at like six times now. Like I just keep I watched it back to back when it came out. I watched it with, like with the family, and the family went to bed, and I literally just I was outside on my phone and I watched it again on my phone. It was just sat there the whole time too. It was amazing, and I just keep I kept going back to it, too, man. Like, is really your fo- is well your is your phone right? also from two thousand six? Just wondering. Uh, nine. Who knows? Oh jeez. Uh, All right. I have a little self-respect. <laughs> anyway, I don't for it, so that makes me happy. Hey, I was able to watch it on it too, so perfect. Did Did you, you ask, um, <laughs> Corey? Did you ask your your employer yet to give you a new phone? I've talked about it. Oh, uh, yeah, we'll see. Oh, yeah, uh, they're gonna let me run one into the ground. Pretty sure. Well, isn't mm-hmm. it? It's in the ground. I'm okay with that. Like I said, like I re- I watched the Mandalorian on it, a full episode outside of my house while having a beer. Like it was awesome. <laughs> did you add to the collection anyway, Corey? This, anything to the collection this week anyway this last episode having um too but yeah uh, dude the hunt's real man I, I was such an idiot a couple of weeks ago no i'm at walmart and uh <laughs> they have the hallmark ornament of the child grogu and the mandalorian right and i'm like ah oh, such a big lineup i'll be back here there's plenty of them go back like a week later like it's the nowhere to be found on ebay it's like selling at a 100 bucks for the, the duo uh, i was like so disappointed man like i, I went wait 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 hold on before you before Walmart. you before you mislead our dear listeners is it selling for a 100 bucks or are people asking a 100 bucks they're asking i don't know if it's selling i haven't really checked but it's mm. all in the same price range of like say like 79 and up it's stupid Let's do a like fact check here on people Corey. taking advantage of people. Let's do a fact yeah. check here. Because you can actually check what they're actually going for. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, because you know the sometimes the hyperbole is out of it's completely out of whack. <laughs> it's out know? of control. I, I, I looked this week, I saw one, the dual pack was like over a hundred bucks. Cool. It's not even a dual pack, individual ones, but I think in store they're like nine ninety nine or something. And they they were so nice. I should have just pulled the trigger, man. But anyway, I look for them. They're nowhere to be found. They're out of stock online everywhere. Amazon, they're all... Everybody's jacking the price. But I did land some good stuff. But also, yeah, man, like you guys... if you, I've been out Christmas shopping. Like 
Baby Yoda is like Jesus, baby Jesus this year. It's it's crazy. Like this guy is Christmas, man. Like it like this last because I guess you know production wasn't ramped up, but it's ramped up this year. Like baby Yoda is out there in like five different, six different versions. You know what I mean? Like it's crazy. Yeah, for yeah. sure. And like I don't know if I dropped it on the, on, on the pod a couple of weeks ago. I got a plushie, a baby Yoda plushie that I'm gonna be uh, dropping in as a stocking stuffer. And I also got, I got, uh, I got my my middle boy. I got him uh, a Baby Yoda uh, Star Wars This Is The Way t-shirt with uh, with the Baby Yoda on it. So, yeah, it's uh, it's strong. Yeah, and yeah, these ornaments are not selling for 100 everywhere. bucks. Not selling for 100 bucks. What do you bucks. see it selling at? Um, I said 100 for the two, right? Not like was, the Mandalorian Baby Yoda. So this is two of them sold together for 64 62 okay that's the selling price but i i i'm not i saw that they were asking over 100 for sure yeah that's fine they can ask they won't get but yes yes the point is these ornaments are selling for significantly more than retail price so you fool for not picking them up yep seriously a real big mistake (laughs) (laughs) it looks so good on the tree i have a wicked little star wars section on the tree too that's part of the collecting update in a way like i keep these things in box every year i nicely i got chopper r2 bb8 chewbacca darth vader yoda they all go up there ezra it's a beautiful thing man that's my own little section of the tree and uh other than that actually i found well kyle hooked me up something beautiful man like this just a1 black series collecting again this year can't complain whatsoever like i really hooked up a lot of the guys girls that i really really wanted and kyle just cherry on top with uh he found uh hondo the prince the intergalactic prince of pirates for me over at tru and then i I went to check it out too he's still stacked deep man i was really kind of shocked about that like there's plenty of them plenty of them there not too many people know him i guess but I i was kind of surprised about that and other than that I was in a thrift store. I don't know if I mentioned this a few weeks back, but I picked up the THX trilogy for three bucks on VHS. You told me that about it, but I don't know if that, that was trilogy. on. The, I don't know if that was on the podcast or when we were just talking separately. But yeah, you you did. I did know that. Anyway, that was a sweet sweet score. That trilogy means a lot to me, man. I I, perf- I like it more than the special editions, just because it was a special Star Wars summer. I don't know, Kyle. I think can agree. And other than that, I also found in the same thrift store today. The original trilogy novelizations again i have them already but i couldn't let anyone else have them you know <laughs> they were like three bucks for the three of them i was like ah, they gotta be mine they're mine it was, it was just meant to be so yeah not too bad i got a few other things but uh kyle won't let me speak about them nope we got a zip along no. here it's a star wars podcast we're gonna talk star wars cory you, no DC? You sure? You can talk about that nope. on uh, Sith Disturbers. Uh, you like know Red what? Hood and Deathstroke? Nope. Wing? Nope. Okay. Nope. Um, sure. <laughs> so, yeah, my week was was really quiet. Um, zero collectibles, zero acquisitions. Um, just here, still working on the, uh, the office slash podcast slash collecting room. That's the painting here is it's, it's pretty much done. I've got to do the touch ups on the baseboards because that was a. Uh, the tape was just awful. I was using green painter's tape and it just, it bled right through in so many spots. Oh. So I got to touch that up with the baseboards, but otherwise it's looking good in here. 
um, and it's, then it's just a matter of putting the room back together the way I want. So I'm, I'm excited to keep that project mo- moving ahead. But otherwise, it was all about uh, the week. It's, it snuck up on me. Like, I was real busy. And then suddenly, I'm like, oh, my God, it's Thursday night. There's a new episode of Mandalorian tomorrow. Oh, my God. <laughs> I wonder what's going to happen. Quick. Like, li- life came at me quick last week. And uh, I hope I hope it does so again this week. I've got, again, more plans this week. So hopefully Friday comes around real quick and we can talk about another ridiculously, unbelievably fun episode. But um, yeah, chapter 14, we're going to talk about that in a few minutes. We're going to zip through the news here uh, as I have nothing left to add to uh, my start week in Star Wars. Although I did, I did start playing Fallen Order in earnest this time. I, I really got into it for a couple hours. Uh, so, I, so I'm off and running on that game. But uh, yeah, into the news we go. Uh, a couple items here. Diego Luna has confirmed that the Cassian Andor show has begun filming over in London. So that's ha- happening. Yeah, he was he was uh, speaking virtually with uh, Jimmy Kimmel last week, and he confirmed it. He said that that's what he's doing over there in England right now. So, man, <laughs> that's great news. And he, oh, he w- that's amazing news, man. Additional Star Wars content. It's going to come, man. There's a storm coming, Kyle. <laughs> yeah. It's true, man. It's going to come from all fronts at one point. We're going to be like, ah. We're, yeah, we're going to look back to this 2020 relative black hole of Star Wars content outside of Clone Wars and Mandalorian. And soon we're going to be drowning in stuff and we're going to love it. Anyway, so he, he went on to say that the show is everything you need to know to understand Rogue One. And that's a pretty broad statement, which I guess is fitting. He's not going to get too specific, but uh, I I, I kind of like the sound of that in some ways. Although I don't I don't know what it means. Like it's vague enough for me to not go. Oh, that was a spoiler. Thanks. Um, did you guys read anything too deeply as Star Wars fans tend to do into that statement? Not that statement in particular, but like in general, I feel like they're gonna play on his personal experiences a lot, even so much as like going back in time and seeing, you know, his statement in the film and saying that I've been in this since I was six years old. Mm -hmm. Like, I think they might kind of spell that out for us much like they did the way they did with Amando, right. When he's rescued as a child. So I definitely think there might be some back and forth in time there, more than one Cassian actor, but uh, definitely an also an in-depth look at him as a character and, his motivations and why he does the things that he has to do or whatever feels the way he has to do them. But the early onset rebellion, you know, with the, the mention of Mon Mothma. Yeah, absolutely. That's, that's, I think that's where the show is kind of headed. And I'm really interested in that. Like, you know, his whole capacity as a fulcrum also like the show itself. Like one thing that's a bit confusing the way, I see the show right now in my head until I get to see something physical and a trailer or whatever, a teaser, anything, but the essence of it, like his moral dilemma, his moral struggle, it seems like he's going to go through in this film. It's kind of a bit of a dark thing, right? Like he's going to have to do some things that he said, like he doesn't necessarily want to do for the greater good or what he believes is the greater good. Right. And when you look at Star Wars, like what they've said is we have to keep things hopeful. And I I see that being a bit of a challenge, a a fine line to walk in a spy thriller like this. But uh, who knows? Once Alan Tudyk comes along, which is amazing, they can uh, bring some humanity to the character. You know what I mean? 
Yeah, for sure. How about you, Carlos? This is the show that I, I was really, really like looking forward to when they first started dropping, um, you know, uh, hints about what would be coming next. And um, yeah, for sure, I I, I want to see that relationship of how uh, you know K two gets uh, reprogrammed and and uh, just the, the you know all those backstories that we never thought we really wanted until you have them and then you can't live without them you know absolutely yeah yeah, yeah. like for, more than anything for me like Corey was alluding to i i, I want to see more about his youth um and that continuing story of how the republic morphed into the empire um and then how some people within that sort of said hey that no no, no this is not what i signed up for like the organas uh, mon mothma and those people who kind of pulled together with with presumably separatists from the prequels and then they all came together to form the rebellion. Because um, I, yeah. I think I think Cassian's backstory is that either himself and his sister, or his, like his whole family, they they built droids during the Clone Wars, battle droids, or some sort sort of separatist droid during the Clone mm. Wars. So I, I hope they delve into that at some point. And I, and as he gets older, I want to see the terrible things he said he's done in the name of the rebellion. And I think that I want them to kind of push push what they think they can get away with on, on a Disney platform. That to me is, is what I'd like to see here. Yeah. And I mean, it seems like they're kind of leaning that way a bit more now, which we'll get to a bit later. I, I think, but it's not, it's not necessarily not a possibility, you know? Yeah. Anyway, great news um, with Kenobi also starting up in January and Mando season three starting maybe later this month or, or sometime next month. That's going to be three live action series presently in the works. And then uh, along with Bad Batch, which God, we, we should be getting a trailer for that in the next six weeks or so. Yep. So, so what, what would you guys think? It's coming. Just quick b- before moving on um, this being filmed right now, say it's got a three four month shoot right to film the series maybe a bit more when do you think we're going to get it like do you think we'll get this prior to season three of the mandalorian imagine that eh like the mandalorian's already nabbed that uh you know that late october time slot it seems like if i I hope they don't i don't know i don't at some point it it almost seems inevitable that something will overlap I don't know. I think Mando will be. I think Mando will be still October, and then Cassian Andor will spill into. I think that might be the the spring, twenty twenty two release. Yeah, or New Year, possibly something like that. Yeah, Kenobi being a being a limited release thing might be. They might put that out in the summer of twenty twenty two. Yeah, and then like Mando will will continue to hold its October November slot. Like I don't see bad. I don't see the bad batch being a series that that has many seasons like might be a like, so, yeah two three season thing i don't know i, I to, to me it doesn't seem like there's that much that, that many legs unless it, it it leads into something else yeah i agree uh, with you yeah so i don't i don't see it being a seven year clone wars type of type of thing you know no i think yeah, right. seven, seven season type of thing yeah i like thinking about that show in the sense that you know it could be like this open-ended adventure each episode where they're kind of like just 
rolling around and fixing people's problems on the go. But it, it would be nice if there's an end game to uh, what they're trying to do, much like the Mandalorian right now. Like he has an end goal. Like it would be nice if the Bad Batch had something that they were trying to accomplish as well. Let it be maybe free uh, some of the their brothers or something like that, you know? Well, I mean, the way that they, I mean, they look down on regular clones, right? So there's, there should be some sort of arc built into them where they kind of come around to say, oh, you know, we're, we're, we are all the same. We're not better than yeah. them. Echo can get in their head. It can be like a literal echo, you know? And sure. like, look at Rex, how Rex helped you guys. And like Rex, yeah, man. Anyway. There was the beep. A trailer will be, will be dropping for that. I got to think. And then again, mid-January. At some point, give or take, we should be seeing something from that show. And uh, we'll, we'll definitely dive into it more there. But um, moving on, we've got... Oh, sorry. Uh, just, I just wanted to say, the, the reason why I brought up the Bad Batch show was because uh, 2021 is supposed to be the release date for that. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I'm, I'm saying that the Cassian show would be 2022 in, the same spot, in that same spot. Yeah, spring, spring 2021 spring, and 22, yeah. respectively. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I that's that's what I think is uh, is the spot for that because I think, like Corey said, the Mando pretty much uh, put put the flag down for October. And I, I wonder if, on some level, for some reason, they see live action and animation as fundamentally different. Where, yeah, we can have them both out at the same time, overlapping each other, or if they mm. say no, we must space out our content so they don't compete. I don't know. I have yeah. no idea. I don't think it's that. I think it's it's you, you want to be in the collective consciousness, um, and you don't want to give everybody everything in one shot and then disappear for two years. So you want to have things staggered in a way that they're always coming back. The goal is to, to get people to stay on Disney Plus. Yeah, if they can catch everything in six months. Then they, there's no incentive to stay on for six months to wait for the next stuff. Yeah, no. So spreading it out, making sure things don't overlap, is the best way to keep subscribers yes. from from bailing. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I agree with that though. Like, I don't want an oversaturation of the market. I f- I feel like that was something that we got already with Star Wars in the Disney area that things were uh, hitting theaters too quickly at the same time, and it was a bit of a dissuasion for some. Well, not for <sighs> me. <laughs> I'm always up for a good time. <laughs> Okay, moving ahead. Um, how about an, <laughs> the High Republic animated series? Because uh, Jordan yeah. at Cinelinks is reporting that it's in development over at Lucasfilm. And guys, th- I, this kind of checks out to me. I've, I, I think I've said this all along, but you don't get all hands on deck at Lucasfilm doing concept art and character design if you're only doing comics and comic books or comic books yeah. and novels. Yeah. If it was just that, then you could let those individual pencilers and artists work it out with with lucasfilm but in this case it's lucasfilm itself doing the design work all the heavy lifting and that's that to me has always pointed out that there could be and likely is more to it than books and for sure it leans heavily books to start but for sure they're going to have other irons in the fire to say hey if this does take off we can leverage it into something bigger and I, you know, this could be just them getting a head start on basic developmental stuff in case the books come out and people just love it. 
And so then they can really plow ahead with, with a greenlit show and moving into production, announcements, and all that stuff. But uh, let's see. I mean, I find it difficult to talk about this right now because we've not read any books, any novels. So I don't know if I like this thing yet. I hope I do. It seems like I will. But I don't know. So I we need to read those books and early comics to see if this is something I would want them to do in animated. I just want to touch base here. First and foremost, I think the guy had mentioned three possible animations in the works, which that that says a lot. And that would make a lot of sense too, like to like what you had just said, Kyle, and you to kind of beat it beat on this drum for quite some time that the amount of work that's gone on into creating the High Republic at this point and the amount of writers that have come on and the the team, I get that there's also the variable of the timeline, right? Going out of the, our regular sandbox and going to play somewhere new with a fickle fandom. People are going to try and poke holes in things. So there's a lot of work that has to go into sewing this thing together, all the fabrics together accordingly, right? Yeah, like so that takes a lot out, of work. Building up the, it's a whole new aesthetic, really. So that might but, be a bit above like a comic artist to flesh out the aesthetic of a whole new world. Yeah, so there's that to consider, but at the same time, it just seems that there's been a little extra effort gone into it, and the the amount of work just kind of belies to me that there's there's more on the horizon for this era, and what better way to start with an animated series? Like, give me Jedi's together on screen all day, all the time, man. Like, it's almost like uh, harkens to the Clone War era a bit, you know? Like, seeing more Jedi together, it's we haven't seen all that much of it in, the, in Star Wars, right? Like we haven't, we haven't. Like maybe about a, th- a quarter of all what we've seen is Jedi, like coordinating together and being together. But you know, I give me more of it all day, especially in a time period that we don't know and a Jedi that we don't necessarily know either. Like, yeah, I want to see that on the screen with the different styles, lightsabers, like. Yeah, oh, I'm definitely on board. Yeah, that it could no doubt be cool for sure. Uh, and I, I think with with these guys, with these Jedi with these fantastic powers, I think it plays better in animation anyway. Or at least maybe it's it's easier to pull off in animation. Like you can get away with stuff in that format that you may not be able to get away with in live action. I I, I like it because um, I think that what uh, this is pr- proving. Uh, a little bit is that other than the Mando, uh, uh, the miniseries with Kenobi and and uh, the Cassian show, that the next ten years of Star Wars is going to be the High Republic. Like they're not going to dip into post Episode Nine. They're not going to. Um, uh, I, I don't know. Like the, the Rebel spinoff. Um, is going to probably come after uh, this thing gets fleshed out. And I'm saying 10 years could be five. I'm I'm just saying that there's a huge focus on this era right now. And, um, you know, I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt of, of choosing that, that era and, 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 you know, repositioning us here so that we probably understand the Jedi Council by the time we get to the prequels. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. It really yeah. does. I mean, for them to spend years in this place and then building building towards, uh, 
some great linkage towards the prequels. Like you said, like with the fall of the Jedi and the rot in the Senate, it makes sense for them to, to build towards that, whether in conjunction with like a, a 25th anniversary for Phantom Menace or 50th yeah. for A New Hope. I think they no, really I, want... I, I was going to say, they're, they're definite, and they're definitely going to be planting seeds with stuff further back in the past. Yes. So they're oh, going to yeah. talk about they're going to talk about this is the High Republic, but they're going to talk about the Old Republic. They're going to talk about, um, you know, uh, Sith legends, and and they're, they're probably that 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 core group of Jedi is probably more in tune with the original Jedi, uh, Jedi Prime, and 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 maybe the Sith, and understand um, the ancient uh, Mandalores, and and we're going to get more and more of of the lore. Uh, to to use a pun, um, to 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 get to really a new expanded universe um, that probably picks and cherry picks the good stuff from everything that's in Legends right now, mm-hmm. and um, you know uh, makes things better, uh, which J.J. Uh, Abrams didn't do, and he ruined my childhood. <laughs> I saw a funny picture of him on on. Uh... Somewhere on social media today, it's it's him coming down a hallway. It's his face photoshopped onto like Death's body, and he's holding a scythe. And in one door is blood coming out of this door, and on the door <laughs> it says Star Trek. The next door he's passed by, it's written Star Wars on it. There's blood coming out, and the next one is a it, he hasn't quite gotten there yet, but it's Lord of the Rings. <laughs> oh, boy. It's like, oh no, oh, he's not going to come and pillage a third franchise, is he? Oh boy. <laughs> Okay, uh, yeah, man, I, I'm I'm down with High Republic. I'm I'm down with giving it a fair shake. Yeah, let's exactly. just see Me what's too. here. Let's take these first books that are coming out, and in, in, it's a month now. Like as we record, it's a month until until Charles Soule's first book comes out. And um, is it the Light of the Jedi? Light of the Jedi comes out a month from today. Uh, looking yeah. forward to that for sure. And then the comics follow. I just put in my pre-order for the comic books, and so that's you know that's going to come. And I hope that's something that we all enjoy. And uh, the title and cover art for the second adult uh, High Republic novel by Kevin Scott has been revealed. Uh, it's called The Rising Storm, and it comes out on July 6th. So by then, we'll have had time to digest that first round of books and comics, and uh, we'll see where we're at in terms of announcements for shows and whatnot. All right. Whatnot. Whatnot. All right, so that's, that's it really for the news this week. Um, real quick stuff. But before we get into Mando, we got a saber dart to answer. This one coming from the legendary, the mythical beast known as Kigo. Matt Keegan chimes in with, and you, you got to sit down. If you're not, if you're driving, pull over. If you're on the phone, get off the phone. Matt Keegan's here, everybody. He's gonna twist uh, you up. He's gonna twist you up here. They they wrote songs about him in eons past about the mythical Kigo. Absolutely. So he's about to twist you in a knot with this would you rather. (sighs) So would you rather have a small speaking part in episode nine with Carrie Fisher? You share the screen and a few words with her. Or have played a cool side character who talks to the Mando in two episodes of The Mandalorian. (laughs) <laughs> you got you got to choose one or the other, Corey. What are you picking? Is Corey back? No, I'm back. Oh, okay. oh, I didn't even know he's gone. 
<laughs> well, you know, there could be a bit of a loophole to this scenario, oh, you know, Jesus. like it's been a while. It's been a while. But just the wording behind it, you know, like kind of a bit odd to say it like this, but if you could share the scene with her in the sense that you could film it with her in the sense that she was still there. I Yeah, I, I think that's there. the spirit that he means it in. Like, we, yeah, otherwise, if you're not actually there with her, then it's it's a much easier choice. I think he the spirit of the question is you get to share time with Carrie Fisher. No, I don't think so. No? I think the spirit of no, because he wouldn't have put episode. This is Kigo. He would not put. A, he would not have put episode nine in the question. Uh, if if, if it was, me, he's setting me up for a loophole. Definitely, definitely. So so I'm <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna cut you off and say if it was episode eight, filming with Carrie Fisher, who's alive and well, then this question make is a lot harder. Oh yeah, and I would I would say. Absolutely, I would not absolutely, but I mean, it's a lot closer to me saying Carrie Fisher. But in the spirit of the way this question is written, where I'm sharing the screen with Carrie Fisher and a few words, or a playing a cool side character who talks to the Mando in two episodes, I'm taking the two episodes of Mando, baby. So basically, it's are are you taking the Snap Wexley role from Episode Nine, where you talk to her, but you're not actually with Carrie Fisher, or yeah. it's a smaller than Snap Wexley role? Yeah, Snap was huge. No, he no, he's fat. He's not huge. It's not a big thing. It's, it's a different story. So you share so he? I think he had one speaking scene with Carrie Fisher. Yeah. Okay, so that, I that's, I think that's the good template. Snap. Which is which is is filmed from 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 episode seven, by the way. That scene. Tough call though. Snap gets a toy, and a Funko, and a Lego set. Yeesh. Yeah. So, you know what's even more interesting about this question? Like, take it like this. Like, think about it. Like, I can't remember now if we knew we were getting the Mandalorian while we had the Last Jedi in the works, right? So, if you were to ask this question at that time period, like two, three years ago now, would you rather be in The Last Jedi or this new show that's coming with The Mandalorian? 100% you would say The Last Jedi because you had no idea what The Mandalorian's like. Now that The Mandalorian is out there, it's like, man, this is like a serious question. Like you're honestly weighing the odds. So what did you pick? I think I have to go with The Mando as well, like Carlos. Like being in two episodes and having a really cool role, now seeing the show... You know, knowing me too, I would get my own toy, possibly a spinoff show. <laughs> it's, it's it's too hard to pass up. <laughs> See, when I when I took the question, I kind of I, I took it as okay, I'm going to be actually doing it with Carrie Fisher, which I, I did it with the I set it up so that I would give myself the toughest choice. If you're a fool, if we're saying that I'm get out of here, what's that mute button? <laughs> <laughs> If if it comes down to I'm having I'm I'm doing a scene with Carrie Fisher but not actually talking to her, I chose being in the, the Mando anyway, but now it becomes Ooh. automatic. Like it's it, yeah, it's a lot easier to make that move. Yeah. If I'm actually if I get to actually be with Carrie Fisher in a scene, ooh, it gets real tough. Like she's yeah. the legend, Carrie Fisher. He, not everybody gets that, but you're not actually with Carrie Fisher. I, no, I'm Mando at this point. So it, yeah, it boils yeah. down to like your Snap Wexley, you get to do one ghost scene with her, or your Bill Burr. You're going to be in a couple yeah. episodes, and you're going to share a few lines with Mando. 
Dooby doop dee doo. And that's yeah, hindsight's twenty twenty, man. Like that horrible number. And, and, and it, being in the Mando twice, you know, there's a good chance you're in an action scene. You're a good chance you're going to get your own action figure. And there's yeah, there's man. there's probably concept art of you in those Art of Mandalorian books. Oh yeah, come on, you talk. Give me two. Your character might be in the credits at the end of uh, at, at the end of an episode during those that great concept art montage. Uh, now it's an automatic. Yeah. 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 Beautiful. Ooh, one last thing. But, for my but like I said, if it, if it was episode eight, if it was the last Jedi, then it's it makes it a lot. Yep, it does. It makes it it makes it tougher because you're on screen with a legend, and you know Ryan Johnson, the great Ryan Johnson. Yeah, I mean, of the three movies, I I would want to be in that one. And considering Rose Tico's in that movie, like I wouldn't definitely not be the worst part of it. So that's cool. Yeah, Kyle, well, I just want to ask you quick. Did, did your I, I also checked when uh, you had sent us some emails prior, and turns out my uh, something I ordered September sixteenth is being shipped and delivered on Wednesday. The Art of the Mandalorian. Nice. Yeah, that book's out you, now. You you get it? Yeah, it's sold out on Amazon. No, I don't. Yeah, I don't have out. it yet, but uh, they'll restock, and I'm gonna. I'm bound to get all kinds of Amazon gift cards for Christmas, so that's that's when I'll buy it. Cool. So I'll just have to wait a bit. I want it. I want it bad. I want to look through that thing so badly, but patience. So anyway, we yeah. we did a clean sweep here. Yep. We all went Mando. That's crazy, eh? And again, like it's really the way that you asked the question in the sense that, you know, now we have the Mando and we can digest it a bit and you're like, it's just too goddamn cool, man. Like that's that's speaking volumes. You want to be in the entire Skywalker saga? You want to be in the Mando? Yeah, I'm going with the Mando. <laughs> well, I mean, to take a, a sort of a parallel character, so I can't remember her name, but she was in Force Awakens. She uh, Corsella is the character name. She was in a deleted scene from Force Awakens. She was the, the person that Leia sent to uh, Hosnian Prime to kind yeah. of go rally some troops. But she had a speaking scene with Carrie Fisher. Ultimately cut, but she got had to have that experience. That character, or again, isn't she the one that sees sees the uh, Star Killer? The yeah, Star Killer's beam coming toward them. Yep, and so yeah, she she watches as she gets nuked. Leia sent her there, so there is a scene of Corsella with talking with Leia. So imagine you get to you get to do that scene with Carrie Fisher, the legend. Assume the assume the scene gets into the final cut, or Bill Burr, and. Still, to me, it's oh boy, it's it's still kind of a no brainer to me. It's like, do you get the backpack with the robo gun thingy? Yeah, we'll go with Bill Burr. Yeah, or you know, this is all still like honeymoon effect, right? Like we're through with the trilogy movies. We're all we're all done with that, and The Mandalorian is like the sweetheart right now. Not only it's that, I mean that Corsella, that the, the the being the Corsella in that. That that terrible terrible scene, like it's probably the worst part of the Force Awakens, is that beam coming out of a planet and splitting <laughs> off, and it's so stupid. Like, no, it's no, I don't want to be remembered there. Like, they, they should have just went straight for the sun, you know, one one objective. Are we really going to yeah. revisionist history? Force Awakens here? Oh, God. Well, I've been saying it for six years. I mean, it's just, it is what it is. 
All right. Uh, it's, it's spoiler time, everybody. We are going to go real deep here on Chapter 14, The Tragedy, directed by Robert Rodriguez. Wow. Oh, my God. Let's, let's talk about yet another absolutely crazy episode. Thri- thrilling and heartbreaking and, and so many questions to talk about. And tell me this. Can I just I, apologize before we even start? I was convinced that we'd get like a a filler episode from Robert Rodriguez, and we got the best episode ever yes. of the Mandalorian, and and the shortest. It, or yeah. I, I don't know if it's the shortest. Really, but this it's... is your best episode, man. It's 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 close to it's the last there? one. Yeah, it's like really good as as probably one two. They're all so good though. Like, like this like, this honestly, season, nah, is... some of them are not. <laughs> this season uh, I disagree, been, man. Every episode is I found has been astounding. This so. season has been absolutely astounding. When you think about the shocks almost every week with Cobb Vanth and Crate Dragons and Bo-Katan and Ahsoka, like this season has been bananas. And this this, and this just adds what, to what it. Carlos, what Carlos had mentioned earlier, uh, earlier in the season, basically, it really does feel like the volume has grown. And now what a, a fun part of being a uh, part of the audience now after having watched it each episode multiple times, you can almost start picking out what's the set and what's the volume and it's everywhere. It's so cool. So tell me this, tell me you watch you watch that opening scene and then it goes to the title and you see that title card, the tragedy. Tell me your heart didn't just jump into your throat. And your mind just start going, oh no, oh no, oh no, what's going to happen? Yep. Holy yeah. cow! Because you get disarmed. Yeah, but it was done. It was done that. It was done that way on purpose. Oh yeah. Like, like you, you get this cute little hopeful thing where he's kind of playing with him, and he loves that he respond the way he responds to his name, and he's like he's like us. Yeah. Like the way we were in the last episode. Like every time he said Grogu, and he goes, Hoop. like. We, we, like so how good. many times did you laugh when that happened when you watched it when you watched the episode oh, so over cute. and over so 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 he's us in that scene and then all of a sudden the tragedy and it's like oh boy oh boy yeah and it's like <laughs> Matt mando's laughing and he's he's chuckling and he's expressing himself in ways that we've not seen anything close to it like he's he's yeah. obviously so proud of that kid oh especially in the last two weeks it, like it's so clear that he loves that little guy now yeah and he's having this whole chat about, you know, when we find the Jedi, you're going to have to agree to leave with them. They can, they're the only ones that can train you. Not me. You're too powerful. Like he's not talking to Grogu. He's ta- he's trying to convince himself. Yeah. And he's, exactly. he's trying to belay something to the audience too, that eventually, I hope not, but maybe they can find a way. I don't know. I don't want them to separate ever, but it's still going to be like that one day. And it's going to be real tough. This episode was a tough pill to swallow, though, man. Unfortunately, I didn't get to see it with my son, but uh, just sharing it with my, my girlfriend, too. I knew it, too, when you said the title card. I was like, oh, maybe it's about Boba Fett and his armor. I don't know. Well, like, you keep, the episode keeps himself? setting you up for things and then doing something different. Like, this episode is not at all what I thought it would be. Like, and I, they're not holding back. I said it a few weeks ago. I'm, I'm going to keep saying it. It's like every time you think that they're going to give you a little a little taste, they're like... Have the whole pie. Yeah. And and this is, again, the whole pie. Yeah. Things happened quick in this episode, man. It was great. 
It's happening. I like. I thought like we talked about this in, in our spoiler Facebook group. A couple of things that played out in this episode. I was I was sort of on it. Like, but I thought the bulk of this would have played out in chapter fifteen next week or this coming week. Yeah, I ex- we all expected the Empire to show up at some point and snatch Grogu, and Mando would have to kind of pull himself up and and, and go mount to rescue. But we didn't get that break. Like they just we got Ahsoka, and now boom, we get this. And we, we did have the break. Ahsoka was the break. I I, I had a feeling that no, this was the coming. Frog Lady was a break. Let's be honest here. So that, that, that episode was not a break. <laughs> no, just just the, it was the, a break from the the trap had been laid in the episode prior, right? No, but Ahso- so Ahsoka joining line, Ahsoka coming to the fray is an event in itself. That's it wasn't a maybe in terms of the story, it, it's a bit of a slowdown. Exactly, down. it's speed of plot. Like they could have, if they had a tracking beacon, there's no reason why those ships couldn't have landed there. You know what I mean? But it's just the way the story went and uh yeah they, they got busted on the next planet and it makes sense because uh, it's kind of a lot to, to assume this this way it's set up in the sense that he's captured now they have an episode to we have an as the audience get a uh, chance to see the severity of what they're doing to him unfortunately mm-hmm. while the mando gets his act together and gets bill burr out of jail yeah let's well, yeah. well we'll get to we're gonna get to that but I think we've been primed for this as an audience and we've talked about it repeatedly, but in like one episode, I think Boba Fett was sort of the star of this episode in a way. He's, oh. he's back as a real 3d character with, with nuance and layers. Now he's worth exploring and he's, yeah, he's so much more now than a villain. And he's not overrated so anymore. It, this, this is the thing. Like I, I was thinking about it in this comparison, Darth Maul. When they brought him back, I was like, this is lame. This is whatever. More and more I watched. And even now as I grew older and watched it again to a to a more serious degree, he's pretty much one of my favorite villains ever. And I accept his resurrection or whatever it is. This as well, I was kind of against Boba coming back. I was like, he's dead. Sarlacc, whatever. He, he got gobbled, man. But his stock is rising in a big big way robert rodriguez really put the exclamation point on this i i just i'm i'm amazed at or maybe it's just our receptiveness as fans but i i can't believe that in, in a half an hour episode the complete reversal that i personally feel for the character not that i know i don't hate boba fett i never hated boba fett i just we said it many times it, it, there's too much hype and not enough substance but in one episode they filled in that giant void of nothing with material worth looking into. It's so incredible to me that they've been able to pull this off. What I really like about what they did with it too is they they leaned heavy into the honor aspect, right? Mm -hmm. Like they didn't make him like this super shady guy. Like he seems to have his own code. He's his own man. You know, they kind of explain that. Is he, are you Mandalorian? Are you not? Technically, yes. Technically, no. It's very complicated. But at the same time, he leaves. He lives by his own creed. And I'm really glad that they leaned heavily into that and not that he was an enemy so much, you know? Well, yeah. I'm back, backing up just before before we get into that, that heavy chat that they had. But so Mando's looking for the seeing stone with Grogu. And you hear it. You hear that rumbling in the distance. And you're like, oh, I, I recognize that sound. And then, of course, you definitely hear the engines coming you definitely know what that is 
and it, it's it's a, a, one of those huge oh damn moments. Boba Fett's here. Yo, who 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 asked you guys not two weeks ago about it? And I was like, yeah, that's a big possibility. Think about it. You guys are like Corey, I think I'm gonna put you on mute now. Idiot. What are you talking about? About the, the slave, slave one? one? Dude, I yeah. said it in the first episode that we were gonna see it. No, when I brought it up, you guys were like, <laughs> "Oh my god, this guy!" Seriously, chances aren't likely. We were just. Oh my a- god, I I said it after the first episode. Like, we're gonna see the slave one. Like, we're definitely gonna see it. Go back, play the tape. It's there. We, we talked. Yeah, we had we had an extensive conversation about like, does he still have it, or like, did someone take it? But yeah, we, him. I don't know if it was ever a question that we were going to see Slave One. It was just a matter of when. Anyway, so much, man. So, so much stuff going on in this episode, man. Oh, it's crazy. So we got the Slave One. Uh, we get uh, the the reveal that uh, Carlos was right about Fennec Shan not being dead. No, she yep. was not we, dead. Yep. Um, yeah, you, you knew it. Now, now that, that was definitely like people had speculated back then. The Spurs is a boba, but there weren't any Spurs. In this episode, there you, were. You kind of hear it in the sound. In the in the sound. Um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, in the soundscape, kind of. But when you effect? look at the, sh- no, it's just the sound design of of the scene, like with the music. You kind of hear spurs a little. Yeah, but it's, it's the yeah, character's not wearing spurs there. Like I got you wrong. It's okay. I get you though. It's it's meant to set like a an emotion. Yeah, exactly. But I was, I and uh, I felt it then, and I stayed strong that she was still alive, and I'm happy I, I called that one. That was that was awesome. Yeah, no, I, yeah, it was kind of creepy, man, when you see her innards, the robo belly, the robo guts. Yeah, yeah. What's up with that? That's crazy. Anyway, yeah, so kind of like, creepy. Boba, like he, he oh, I, I've been tracking you, Mando. Like, so yeah. I, I assume that he didn't get a tracker on the ship. So I, I. I can't believe that Mando would let two people put trackers on his ship. So I figure it's just Boba being Boba. But like Mando's been sloppy lately, man. Yeah, yeah, real sloppy. His, I, his guard I is I think down. his connection, his connection with with the child is making him sloppy. Like how many times has he left Grogu alone in the past few? Yeah. Like he's in the school. Uh, he's he in the Ahsoka episode. He left him on the ship during the the battle in, in the town. Yeah, like he's just well, gotten used to just being he, very laissez-faire with with Grogu, and it's it's it caught up to him this week. Yeah, one thing that really spelled it out to me in this episode when I knew we we're in big trouble and it was going to com- be a factor is you know he's conversing with Boba Fett. Boba Fett's like, "In my armor, this and that." I love how he said, "Like my father before me." How cool was that, man? I was like, oh. Well, he just said, I'm, I'm just a simple man trying to make his way through the galaxy. Yeah. Like yeah. my father before me. And that was so good, man. I was like, yes. Yeah. But he's like, you know, standoff. Like, man, I was like, we're all dead. That's it. No one touches the child. He's like, okay, let's cool it off. Take your jetpack off. And as soon as he put the jetpack down, I'm like, idiot. Yeah, that's like, bad. This is going to play a factor. <laughs> yeah, my, yeah, my first time going through that, I'm like, why the jetpack? I have a very exactly. I, I have a very specific thought on that after. Like well, a very it's true. specific it's like you thought can as to escape why. and you No, it's it's not so much the why the jetpack. I have I think there's a storytelling reason that that I I think that might come into play. We'll see. I'll get oh, to that. Of course in a bit. it does. Like he can't get anywhere after. No, no, I think going forward it's it signifies something else. 
anyway, yeah, uh, Fennec Shand is, is alive. Um, yep. I, I'm happy to see her, man. It would have been a yeah. total waste to see Ming-Na Wen in just one episode. Shot exactly. dead. Shot dead by that bozo. Ugh. Yeah. Toro. Yeah, it, it just makes it just makes him more of a douche. The fact that he couldn't kill her, like <laughs> it's failed. Great. What a failure! Yeah, and, and again, like that, and that episode, the gunslinger, an episode decried as filler. Look at look at the way it's paying off here. Yeah, I love that episode too. By the way, yeah, dude, she killed it, man. She should have been called the gunslinger. My I, God, I, I still <laughs> can't believe that she's fifty-seven. Me neither. It's it's bonkers to me bonkers so anyway we we we've been talking about it like questions about boba and Django answered in one episode like yeah Django's a foundling Love and it. and the, you know, provided the armor to him he passed it down to boba it, it just makes this great parallel between boba and din who are both foundlings and both became bounty hunters yeah and, it, and yeah sorry go ahead well, I, you know, Dave Hackerson pointed that out, that out in the group. And so, you know, sucks to be you, Almec, but, you know, yeah. <laughs> he's, he's a, yeah, but he was, he was, he's, uh, he was high on his own juice anyways. Right. Like, yeah. Well, he's a bit I, of a douchebag. Mandalorian so. racism, right? He's, if you're not born on Mandalore, you're not a Mandalorian. Well, yeah, that's not how it works. Prime Minister. That's Almec. how you create groups like Death Watch. Yeah. So Django. You know, not not by birth, but he's a Mandalorian, so Boba can be as well, and I, I love it. I love it. Um, I like how he he's living by his own creed, man. Like, I'm really relieved about that. Like, it wasn't he could have been a lot more aggressive with the Mandalorian, but he was very standoffish and like, listen, I'm gonna tell you how it is. Like, very mature and wise. You know what I mean? Well, I I, I love during that chat. He's like, let's let's all put down our weapons. There's no need for bloodshed. And I never would have thought to hear those words out of Boba's mouth. Yeah, me neither. Which is great. I love to yeah. be shocked. Yeah, they're yeah. leaning into it, man. Like I said earlier, like I, I really like, like let's just take it in that direction right off the bat. So, yeah, and again, his stock is rising. It's so good. Well, I'm, I'm not a fan of him. The only reason him going tracking the Mandal was just to get his armor back. Like that's one thing. Yeah, we discussed that last week. Like, that's the thing, too. We were so adamant about it as well. Like, he could have just got it from Cobb Vance. Me, me, me. Unless he didn't know, right? Because he, he's obviously, um, he was saved by the Sam people. Like, it's it's clear that uh, he was. Well, yeah, with the gaffy stick. He'd be tracking the Mandalorian then, you know what I mean? Well, that, Carlos, that's the only explanation, right? Is that he didn't know Cobb Vance had it. That's, exactly. Otherwise, that's otherwise, like. He had his ship. He's had it presumably the whole time. Yep. What possible explanation could it be for it, for it to have taken the five years since Sarlacc and this episode for him to get armor back from Cobb Vanth? As tough as Cobb Vanth is, it wouldn't that have taken Boba five years to get it back. The, the sniff test, though, man. Like, think about it. Like, he rescues her. Like, why is he tracking the Mandalorian in the first place? Well, he, he's tra- look. I think he stumbles upon Fennec Shand. He just stumbles upon her. She tells him the story, and now he's interested. Or you know, or or he's he's hanging around Moss Eisley, right? And he hears somebody saying, "Hey, we just saw a Mandalorian in town," and that perks up Boba Fett's ear. He follows it to uh, Amy Sedaris, and 
he follows the trail out to Mos Pelgo. And then from there, it's it's much easier for him to pick up the trail. Yeah, yeah, but that's it. But he's been on Tatooine for so long. You would think that he would have heard something by now. He's he's Boba Fett. It, you know yeah, what I mean? Like not not if he's living with the Sand People. Ah, does, does I don't know. There's something about it that. I mean, it, it is weird to me that it took f- five years for him to get the armor from from Cobb Vanth. It's that is bizarre to me. If he really wanted it, I think Boba Fett could have gotten it sooner. It is what it is. Whatever. Um, but yeah, jeez. That shootout, that never-ending shootout with all those... Wow. St- st- oh, God. And you just got this sense that it, it, it overwhelm, right? That stormtroopers are just going to keep coming. The-, Dude, the, 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 the stunt work by some of these, these stormtroopers, the falls that they're taking... Oh, the smashes, the, the way their masks are, and helmets are just splintering my, and shattering my goodness this is what i wanted from star wars like this is well that that's what incredible. i was kind of mentioning earlier when we we're talking about push, pushing the boundaries of what star wars can be uh you know robert rodriguez is known for you know he's he's done films like uh desperado Spy kids i believe and uh lava girl and shark boy <laughs> stuff like that which kind of came off to me in the opening scene, but at the same time, we he's done some pretty intense films like, uh, you know, Sin City and whatnot. So this was pretty intense violence for Star Wars for me personally. I liked it. I thought it really fit well in the episode. It, it spoke volumes for the character, which is what you want. You want to be immersed in the storytelling, right? It's not like you're thinking, oh, this is gratuitous. But no, like he was smashing some stuff up and it really had uh, Robert Rodriguez stank all over it, man. Like there was just something about the way Boba was taking care of business that really uh, fit well with his directing style. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, for sure. That, that whole scene, I mean, which takes up, well, it feels like 10 minutes of the episode, just that shootout in the hills. Like it was amazing. So you would think that that would get monotonous. He's like a a ghost, man. He keeps just popping out of nowhere. It's like, hey, where were you a second ago? It's like, that's that's the magic of editing. Well, there's a a Boba Fett. A lot of very (laughs) Batman-y type heroics in this season or in this series. When when he lands behind that stormtrooper, when he finally has his armor back on. Oh, what a fan service he revealed too. But I I never, ever thought I'd be so happy to see Boba Fett. Absolutely. Never, 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 never. Yeah, th- we we'll call him Thick Boba Fett. Yeah, and when you when that's the thing. Like when I saw him wearing it, I'm like, that's what fits. Like that, that it, it's it's just him. It's kind of weird, right? Like it, yeah. It, it, but it all seems so. It, it all feels so legit. And just like yeah. just yeah. You know, Carlos, going back to what you said before about watching it with your kids and having them react with you too. Like I, I watched it Friday morning on my own just so I could get it out of the way and start thinking about the episode for, for our chat here. But then I'm, I always watch it with the kids again at night. And so my daughter, she, of course she can read, my son's just learning, but she sees the, she's laughing through the opening scene. And then, and then it says the tragedy and she looks at me and she's like, Oh no. Yeah. And then uh, Boba Fett shows up early in and my son is just like, it's Boba Fett, it's Boba Fett. And he starts freaking out. Freaking out that Boba Fett's there, and I'm like, "Oh, what's Boba Fett doing here?" And they, you're still thinking of Boba Fett, the bad guy, the guy who works with Darth Vader. He's here to cause trouble, and 
boy, did they, the setups just work so well in this episode. Yeah. Yeah, they really they really diffuse that situation. It's true. When you see him pull up, you're like, what am I up against here? Eee. Yeah, you think Boba Fett is the guy that's going to be the problem in this episode. And then you, they have this chat. And then it's the Empire in that troop transport that you're like, oh, now, uh-oh. And then the wheels start, the Rubik's Cube of your brain starts to click into place. And you say, I, uh-oh. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. And then we just, kind of see the, the, the precursor to the First Order uh, troop transport. Yeah, and like I kept expecting, you know, as the troop transport le- like lands right next to the Razor Crest, the first thing I thought is, well, someone's going to lob a grenade in there, and then they didn't. Exactly. And I was like, whew, great. Whew, a second lander comes in. <laughs> now they're going to blow it up, and they didn't. I'm like, nice. They're so stupid. <laughs> yeah. And it gives, it gives Boba the opportunity to sneak on board and grab his armor and have that super reveal. Uh, standing behind and above that that stormtrooper, yeah, oh. yeah, that was a dice man. He left Fennec alone, man. She had to fend for herself, but then he just shows up. What a heroic entrance, though, man. Seriously, man, that that was one for the books, man. His style and fighting stance with the armor on, with his little. He doesn't have the uh, what is it? The whispering, whispering. He's whispering got a, birds. whistling birds. Yeah. He does have a thing on his wrist that seems yeah, like yeah, it but, could accommodate them, but he doesn't use it. But well, he has, he has the extra rocket. blaster cannon, right? He's got the two on little his, rockets on his knee pad, which we yeah. finally saw, saw him use, which was so weird but so cool. Man, yeah, geez. but his his arm thing too, man. Aside from his gun, man, like the way he punches that guy in the stomach and makes it, it's like he can gauge the intensity almost. Like, he like charges it up. Like that thing was sick, man. Like that guy, he. We wanted to see like a versus battle, Mando versus Boba. Mando has really proven himself to us, man. But he's been in some predicaments. And like you say, Kyle, he's been slipping a bit lately. Boba just put on a clinic. Like, that guy was just hands-on, straight up, just kicking ass and taking names straight up, man. Like, it was uh, so crazy the way he just just came and saved the day. He he single-handedly drove off the Empire. They're just like, nope, get out. Let's go. (laughs) Enough. that's it. Like, they literally, like, retreat. Ah. Like, think about that. Bo- then, Boba Fett made the Empire retreat. He pissed him off so badly, Kyle, that I'll let you I'll let you finish this sentence. But he's, like, jet rocket pack from the back with his rocket, you know, aims for the one ship, ends up taking out the other one, but takes out both two birds with one stone. Uh, and, yeah, that's why I was like, oh, The retaliation. No. The retaliation's that. coming. I'm like, oh, son of a bitch. <laughs> I know it's coming, and I just wanted to say, like Boba, like I wanted to get mad at Boba Fett for for you did this. Did you need to? They were leaving. Did you have yeah. to give? Like that's ah. Uh, did you really have to do that? You sucker punched yeah. him. So how, how did you feel when you saw the Razor Crest get blown up? Oh, dude, I I was like my hands on head, just sitting like what, and I. Like the background process of my brain, I'm like, well, maybe they can get it back. Maybe they can. Re- no, it's dust. Like you can't re- stop it, Kyle. There's, it's dust. Yeah, but maybe he can. No, no, no it's Kyle. Destroyed. No, I guarantee you. By the time I will place money on this, I take a bet with either of you right now that by the time this series as a whole ends, he will have a razor crest. In his possession, exactly like this one. Much like I what happened in Guardians you, of the Galaxy. 
this is what I'm going to tell you is that oh, he's going to inherit the slave in, one in the next couple of episodes, Boba, Set, Boba Fett will eat it and he will inherit the slave one. That's that a very big that possibility. Was, too. That, was one of, that was one of my, one of my, um, one of my deep cuts, a couple of, uh, a couple of episodes ago where I'm like, oof, I feel like if that slave one is still around, it's Mando's going to end up getting it. That's a possibility too. I like that. It's certainly a possibility. I, I, I feel well. like Corey, I disagree that he's not going to get another ship like Razorcrest. He's going to get another ship just so they can sell me something else. Well, <laughs> I, I, I'll say it like this. I'll, I'll be so bold to say it like this. Like Carlos said, he either inherits Slave One, or he gets like a second Razor Crest, much like again Guardians of the Galaxy, how he, he gets another uh, Milano. I think he's he's gonna get another ship cooler than the first one. That's I, that's how yeah. I think. I don't know why why would why would Hasbro and Lucasfilm and Disney go? Yeah, let's just give him the same ship that he had before, just a bit different. Like when we can give him something a bunch else. Of idiots and, like you just paid f- like five hundred bucks for it. <laughs> I, my first instinct was to press pause and go cancel the order. Like that was my first instinct. Wow, I fought it. I know it's crazy, huh? I, but it's and it's juvenile. Like I'm like, why would I do that? Like it's a cool ship. It's a great toy. Why am I going to do that? Why would I give that up? And it's it's this weird vain thing of like, well, the ship is not going to be like a legacy long-standing ship now. It's done. It's gone. Really, what is this ship now? It's it's just one of a bunch of ships in Star Wars. It's not ever going to be Slave One. It's never going to be the Falcon. It's over. I already have the Slave One. I have it propped up. (laughs) I'm so happy, man. (laughs) When I saw that, I I was actually mad. I'm like, I should have bought another Slave One just to keep sealed in box just because of that. Man, ah, my 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 heart was broken. I can't believe they did it. I guess, yeah, they like they they dude. they really went for it because I mean the ship's been getting its ass kicked the whole series, and you'd think yeah. it's it's they're gonna treat it like the Falcon, where it's just it just hangs on. He just keeps holding it together. Yes, but then and they so right shiny too. Like they just fixed it and everything. Uh, I have the exact same thing written here too, man. Like the whole fact that like the that Mon Calamari who just destroyed it, and then uh, Grief Cargus people basically patch the thing up make it look like new again like that thing went through the ringer this season like i laughed my butt off man in that episode where they're coming through the atmosphere where bryce dallas dallas is mm-hmm. uh mm-hmm. howard dallas whatever is playing homage to her father yep kind of breaking through the atmosphere at breakneck speed and then he makes it man and that engine blows the first time i, I couldn't stop laughing man i thought it was so perfect and fitting you know it's like yeah. <gasps> But we're not reviewing the heiress today. Who else? No, no, like who you else? said, like that ship, man. It's a, it was a Falcon, but that's no why more. I really think uh, he can really get another one. How cool would it be if he, someone's like, look what we like? Someone, like, you can't patch that one back together, but you can make a new one. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe. Like, if, let's say the Falcon gets destroyed in Empire and, um, like after Return of the Jedi, Han Solo gets a shot at another YT thirteen hundred freighter. Like he he'd be like, you know what? Yeah, let me do that, then I'll soup it up again. Like I'm no sure way. he would. He's too attached to that ship. Come on, he's married to that ship. You're not. What do you mean? To the original Falcon? No, but if it gets blown up and destroyed, and he gets okay. he he can he can get. It's like you own a Mustang and it gets scrapped. You're gonna start searching. 
for Mustangs of that year that you once had so that you can rebuild it the way you want it, right? Like, I don't see Han Solo saying, oh, I want a different ship. Like, if he can get his hands on another YT uh, freighter, he would do it. And I think that, yeah, the Mando, if he had that opportunity, uh, if there was another uh, ship model like that around, like, yeah, he might pick it up. I think it would boil down to how easily can he replicate the the modifications he's made. Like, he's not going to get another L3. He's not getting that that navigational yeah, that, chart, so it's it depends good, on the like the point. the unique the unique modifications he's made. If he can do it again, eh, maybe. Otherwise, I think he'd be like, it's not the Falcon. It's a well, it's, but but the thing is, is that no other any other ship that he gets is still not going to have L three on it. Right? Yeah, you're right. But it, he may as well make a clean you break. Cash a dead thing. It's, it's, it's like your pet dying and you buying the same breed and being like, you know. Just yeah, call it, calling your cat Snowball too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, I, I, I get I, I get why they did it, right? Like, Mando, is, he hasn't really paid the price for pissing off the Empire and being sloppy. Like, he destroyed their lab a couple episodes ago. Yeah. <laughs> and, and maybe destroying that lab will be a saving grace since a lot of the work that was being done there was, was destroyed. But, uh, yeah. I don't know. I, the Empire had to retaliate. Mando had to pay some kind of price. And um, whatever he's gonna he's gonna get a new ride down the line, and I'm probably gonna want to buy that one too. Yeah. God damn it! So I I do have until December 10th to to kill that <laughs> Haslabs order. I'm thinking about it. I really am. Not that I would just like take the money and and take my ball and go home. I'd find something else cool to buy. <laughs> Slave one. 20th anniversary <laughs> you should get your hands on it's too bad man you know what everything like out of the first three pages of the lego star wars uh um the, the theme when you click on the theme the first three pages there are only five sets that are not out of stock five and two of them are the battle battle of endor and battle at hoth sets i could buy with the if I canceled the order with that money saved, I could get a, a vintage collection Slave One, which is gorgeous, mm-hmm. and two Slave One Lego if I wanted to, if they were in stock and they were they were available, which I, I saw one yeah. last week. If I wanted that, I could do that for the price of of the Razor. Yeah, for just, sure. Just to put for it in sure, perspective. Yeah. So uh, to say, I'm thinking about it. I, I'm thinking about it. It's it's a good it's a good shout. It's a good shout. Can I just say this now before I forget? I, I um, the, the show title is called The Mandalorian, and we think that it's about at first there was Boba Fett and now uh, Din Djarin. And can we say that Yoda being a foundling will you kind of Grogu, Grogu? mirror the Jango Fett being a Mandalorian because he was a found like. The, the Mandalorian that they're talking about is going to be Baby Yoda. I feel like the, the the title works on multiple levels. Like it's about Din Djarin, but it's also about the the creed and the birthright and just the state of being a Mandalorian. Imagine. I like what and I've seen kind of like concept art about this already out there as well. Uh, just. Grogu kind of becoming a Mandalorian, like a foundling, and and having his own Mandalorian creed. Yeah, merging the two cultures together. 
Like, I think that's something, that's man. The, yeah, I like that. And, like, the more they play on Mandalorians being together, like, see Boba and Mandalorian or Din together, it's like, Jesus, damn, that's cool. Just, like, much like Bo-Katan and every other Mando we've seen in this season or this series, it's like, oh, when you see them, you know, it's like, they're right up there with Jedi, man. And it's just rife. It's it's ripe for the picking right now. Like we know about a Jedi Mandalorian war. Like they can be in this culture, man, moving forward for a long, long, long time if they want. Yeah, give your two thousand six internet connection a break there, Corey. Yeah, seriously. So what <laughs> yeah. do you guys feel about the um like Moff Gideon being so smart and sacrificing those stormtroopers to tuck her little guy out? Oh, <laughs> We'll get to that. Let, we'll, I want to come you know back to that I, scene I, at the end. You know but... what I thought, man? I, I, I have a darker feeling, man. Like when I spoke to it, about it with my girlfriend after, I'm like, how did you feel with the ending? Like, yes, part of it was tuckering him out. But at the same time, like I almost felt like Moff Gideon wanted to see how far Grogu would go. No, In that sense, no. like he knows that what we heard from Ahsoka earlier is much like Anakin, he's he's confused, he's very afraid, rightfully so. He's been through so much. I would just really hate for the Mandalorian to come back and meet him in episode eight and to save him, and he's kind of gone to the dark side. Oh, jeez, they're not I mean... the dark side Grogu. What are you gonna say? You're gonna predict? Uh, oh, trust me, I. You're going to give, give us Sith eyes Grogu? It's a possibility. <laughs> it Dude, is possible. I thought that like when he was communing in that gorgeous, gorgeous scene where he's sitting on the rock and 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 the, the, the forest field is protecting him while he's communing and that gorgeous, beautiful, most Star Wars-like uh, uh, like scene of him sitting there yeah, and communing. Right. Where a lot of you know, there are some fake fans who are whining about that scene. <laughs> but but Screw that. Uh, like, honestly, Carlos, thank you for bringing that up, man. Like, I circled here, man, that we didn't speak about that like force usage enough. That ancient, it's like Stonehenge, man. Can, can I go now? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Continue. So. <laughs> so we're, when he's doing that and his eyes are closed, like there's a part of me that's like, oh, "Don't have yellow eyes, oh, please don't have yellow eyes." Like when he when he's when he finally opens them, I, I I mean I didn't think it would happen, but I'm like, I didn't think any of this was gonna happen, <laughs> right? I mean, I just think that Ahsoka had mentioned the fact that he could turn to the dark side was even it wasn't even a possibility for me, you know, prior. But now I'm like, okay, well, yeah, it makes sense. Like, if he's open to his abilities, and now his ability to come to the fore like this in a situation like this, like, it just scared me that Moff Gideon kind of was just like, hmm, like, let him see how far he'll go. Like, if he'll actually kill them, you know what I mean? No, I don't think that, I really don't think that's that's his motivation, Moff Gideon. He knows that they're, they're searching for him for a reason. They know what he's capable of, and they also know that when he does use the Force, he tuckers himself out. That's why. Yeah, like, that's, that's why he said it. Yeah, 
That's why he chose to well, enter did, after those guys had been ragged on for a while. Fluids, yeah, and really. he's like, wait, hold, like, wait, wait, let him do it, let him do it. Okay, yeah, he, better them than me. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Yeah, but, I think you're you're trying to you're trying to cut a little too deep there. But, but I, think, uh, I hope I hope that's the case. I don't want to see. Trust me, like I really don't want to see the Mandalorian come to him and him. I help. We've seen I've seen that the shows. And I'm like, no, like it's so painful. Like someone's worked so hard to come save you and you're going to deny it. But definitely the next, we're going to see whatever it is they do to him. Like we know it's experimentation, taking his blood, obviously. Hopefully they, they, I just don't want them to hurt him too much. You know what I mean? Like before someone can come help him and God forbid or maker forbid that we do not have Din and Grogu reunited prior to the end of this season. Oof. You know, the Christmas, the holiday season. We cannot leave it on a note. It's like he's not safe. He's not yet rescued. After ah, everything we've man, been through in twenty, we need that. We need that reu. Like we need them to be reunited. We need that. Happy ending to this. You'll have you'll really have ten months. You'll have ten moment. months to get that. Oh, yeah, this is going to be tough. But anyway, like you, dark dark side Grogu, I don't think we're going to get. I th- but every single young Force user in Star Wars always has that flirtation with the dark side, and I don't yeah, think it's going to be different with Grogu. He will edge mm-hmm. towards violence well, and for- not towards necessarily. The dark- Would you stop interrupting people? God damn it! Jesus Christ! <laughs> What's you not you know the the variables into it. You're thinking like people like Ezra, they all via Anakin, Grogu, their pasts are so messed up. Like, like yes, most Jedi I just know. brought in and been like, so like those variables, the dark side more, they're not easy they're, for them to go down. They're not taking, they're not going to make Grogu go dark. They're going to have him be angry and flirt with the dark, but they're not going to have a little mad black cloaked yellow eyed Grogu. They're not going to do it. It's, it's not going to happen. Well, I, I just don't even want to with the dark side is what i'm really saying you know what i mean like ahsoka didn't say he's got a lot of fear and anger in him for nothing like yeah exactly come on let's let's be words matter especially that kind of word in star wars he's gonna listen all throughout this series like whenever there's a a, a violent action scene the the, there's an edit over to grogu let's go into grogu's reaction how's he taken in all this violence what's his reaction to, to all this bloodshed and we're being asked through those edits to consider how the violence affects him. And now we're seeing him lashing out. So, like I said, there's no way he turns dark side. That's it. What's the end? Stop interrupting! Kind of <laughs> but I think it comes to a point where Din, upon the rescue, has to... Like, Grogu might actually be really mad with Din for letting him get taken and for, you know, not, not protecting him. But Din will at some point have to soothe him and bring him down a notch or three. And again, because Ahsoka didn't ask Din to connect with him so that he can train him to be a Jedi. He's asking him to connect with him as a, as a friend, as a father. That's yeah. why that scene's happening. And so Din is going to have to dig deep at some point to reach Grogu when he is in that state where he's you know, dabbling in the dark. But he's not going to go dark side. No, there's no way they do that. I, I don't either, but I, like you said, he's going to be teetering on the fence. It's like almost. He's going he's gonna to be in a, in a dark spot for a while. He's mad. He's being 
he's going to be tested and tortured and maybe his trust in Din is a bit fractured for letting him get taken. So maybe he'll be mad for a while. Uh, who knows? But that's it. Like every... it's going to be one of those where you, when when they're together, you don't necessarily like. It's not going to be like, oh my god, save me! He's going to run into his arms. He might be reluctant to go to Mando, which you don't want to see as a viewer. Well, you might get to the point where like he's rescued and Mando like puts reaches his arms out to pick him up, and Din's like, Arr! like you, you failed me, and uh oh. Maybe that maybe it comes to that on some level. I don't know, but. Um, yeah, there's no way there's gonna be a dark baby Yoda. Anyway, that that but that I, sequence I don't, I don't though. Want to see that either. The sequence of the dark troopers flying down to snatch Grogu while wow. Mando and Fennec run up the hillside to get there on time. Kids just screaming their lungs out at the screen. And I, you know, I was yeah. right there with them emotionally. I wasn't screaming, but I was like, I know it's coming. But the first time I, I was watched, like, where's your jetpack? Well, I, now I want to get to that jetpack bit. So he, for some reason, Boba asks Boba, uh, Boba asks Din to put down the jetpack. And I'm like, why? He said, let's put down our weapons. Why? The jetpack, yep. in a way, is a weapon. I think the way the, I think a possibility for the way this goes is that Baby Yoda calls out using his the seeing stone. Somebody's going to show up there. And I think we're going to get, we're get some sort of scene either like at the end of next week's episode of a Jedi showing up on Tython and instead of going, Hey, there's nobody here. Oh, what's that? A Mando jetpack. And I think that guy or girl, whatever Jedi it is, but maybe it's someone I've spoken about who might have the skill of tracking people with the power of psychometry. Quinlan boss. Yeah. So he could, all he has to do is touch the jetpack and he'll start to see the history of that jetpack and where it's been and where people are that are connected to it. And maybe, maybe I'm just saying, I'm just saying that that jetpack wasn't left there for no reason. Cause I thought it really weird that at no point, when, even when the jig was up and meant that Grogu has gone and, and Boba's like, well, we got to go. Let's all, oh, can I get a ride? He didn't go. Oh wait, I got to get my jetpack. It's unless he did pick it up. Yeah, That's really odd. If, if he just left it there like that, that's, that's a big, like, no, no. And I, are they? They have to be careful, right? Like the the people who make this show have to, at some point would have been like, hey, when he's talking to Cara Dune at the end on Navarro, he's not wearing the jetpack. So it, yeah, you could easily say, oh, he's he just left it on Slave One, and maybe maybe next week he'll be wearing it, and that's going to be the explanation. But if it is still on, on Tython, I can very easily see a Jedi showing up and using that jetpack as 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 a way to pick up the trail and be sort of one of those, uh, one of the people that will swing in to help with the, with the rescue mission. That's a good guess. That's what I was going to ask you guys, man. Like, you know, we got the next episode coming. Like, in my opinion, it's going to be that breakout episode. It's going to be that episode where we're seeing what's happening. The little baby Grogu. We're going to be, you know, we're going to be like, Oh God, help him, please. But, but at the time, I really do hope we see that shining light in the sense that we see a Jedi, like that call doesn't go unanswered. And who could it be? Uh, it is it Luke? Is it Cal Kestis? Is it Ezra? Is it Quinlan Voss? Is it somebody else? Exactly, will man. A, will Those Ahsoka come all back? The guesses, man. It's, it, it's, uh, my brain is just melting, leaking out of my ears. But can we just say, like, 
Bill Burr is going to be the cavalry. Yeah. Slow, like just, just not repeatedly. He, he could still be the, the monkey wrench, man. I could still see him helping them out till he sees an opportunity to help himself and he's going to screw everyone. Well, if they, if they board Gideon's ship, he's not going to screw anybody over because he, he, he's going to play the DJ guy. He maybe, I mean, you, you might be right, but he, former Imperial sharpshooter. Why is he former? Did he defect from the empire and just go on his own? Did he get kicked out of the empire? I don't, we don't know. I don't think we know or the maybe answer. Maybe he to that. was just in a regular division as opposed to some of these secret uh, the, the secret plans. But still, like as as of right now, this moment as we record, we're being set up to believe that Bill Effing Burr is the cavalry. Yeah. Which I love it. Old Billy Redface is gonna be in on a mission to rescue like it what and you guys planet listen to him are every, we on? every week, man. He he lied to you. He didn't lie. He kept things from us. You said straight up. He was like, I haven't heard anything. Yeah, that's just just to not have to answer the question constantly. Yeah, but like you guys didn't assume. You got like a couple weeks ago, you were like, he's not in the season. Like we would have heard by now. That was under wraps. No, I I believe the rumors that he's in it. And just, I don't know when he's going to show up, but now we do. And just just roll that sentence around in your brain. The rescue mission requires Bill Burr. It I can't believe we're this is 2020. It's a weird year. It's a dice. But it this is this this is insanity to me that Bill Burr is at this it's point awesome, in Star Wars. It plays more to the character too. Like he has a specialty. Sure. Right? Yeah. They for need sure. him. So, okay, so who Who's going to be part of this crew to go save Grogu? Like, I, personally, I think they're going to go like, with some sort of. Well, first mag- of all, Link, you got it. You, Let me finish. You gotta, just preface this. Oh my story. god! I'm not only this by saying that Boba's like uh, sworn himself to to Mando. <laughs> how about this? Let me ask the question. I I'm thinking like I'm a magnificent seven vibe, and so I'm. Let's put together a team of seven people to go rescue Grogu. Okay. Who, who is on this team? So obviously Mando, Fennec, yep. and Boba Fett. So that's three. Yeah. Bill Burr, four. Caradoon, five. Is Grief going? I think he's a question mark. I, 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 don't, I don't think he is. I think if he was, he'd have been in that final scene. Yeah, he's more magistrate type. Like, I don't, I don't think... He might supply them with stuff, or... Uh, I don't see him there either. Yeah, so, okay. So we have... Mando, Fennec, Boba, Kara. That's four. Yeah. Mayfeld. Uh, did I? Griff. No, I don't think. No, we grief's not in it. We don't. Th- at least we don't think it's possible. But I don't think grief's part of it. Uh, May- did we? No. Did we say Mayfeld? Mayfeld is five. Mayfeld is five. Do you think Bo Katan yeah. comes back? Do we swing back over to uh, whatever that pl- water planet was to go pick up Bo Katan? Maybe. Maybe the armorer. No, comes I don't back? think she'd come alone. Yeah, maybe she wouldn't come alone, but yeah, Sasha Banks has said, uh, Mercedes Vernado has said that she's not in another episode. Maybe she's lying. Maybe she's flat out lying to us, Corey. Uh, They all lie. They all... all, That's the point. They're all dishonest. Uh, Bo-Katan could be six. And then there's that seventh slot that sits open. The unknown Jedi. Mm Mm-hmm. 
So that maybe they, they go out as six, but are joined by a seventh on the ship. On Gideon's crew. It could be two there. Jedi. Maybe Ahsoka, maybe Ahsoka brings someone. They could be six, seven. Maybe. That seems a bit much, though, doesn't it? I mean, it, it, would it be even too much to, th- to insert another Jedi at this point? Like, it would be yeah. way too much if Luke showed up, right? Like, it would be... We'd probably I all just agree, go man. completely like, nuts, but it, I, it's, it, that sounds crazy if Luke shows up. It can't be Ezra. Like, why not? That's just... Cause it seems at, at this like, point, you know, why not? <laughs> this is what I see. This is what I would see. Like I, when I thought of Ezra, I'm like, no, I think Ezra might show up to Tython. It's possible. Once everything, once everything's gone, and you'll just see him like going to the rock and just putting his hand on it. Very possible. Like the, I think. Do we agree though that there's a big spot open for a Jedi to come join this rescue mission? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, yeah. It, I don't think it makes sense for it to be random Jedi X that we just never met who just happens to be a Jedi who survived the whole time. It's got to be somebody agree. we know, right? Otherwise, it it holds no resonance if it's just random yeah. Jedi, right? I think a, there, there, there's, there's chances that Ahsoka is the one. Yeah. Uh, seeing yeah, as how she, she knows, you know, she knows that uh, she sent them there. So maybe there's a sense of responsibility, oh. right? Mm-hmm. Sabine, Sabine, and Ahsoka. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't know that I can rule anything out at this point, but I just got to think that whoever that seventh person is, and I'm, I'm sticking to a number as if it's a fact. It's not, but if there's going to be extra people in this, like it's got to be people we know. I would think. I don't well, you know. You know, Seb- Sebastian Stan was filming. Around the same time with the Winter Soldier and the Falcon. Oh man, it's possible. I wouldn't mind bringing Man. Why not give him a little adventure? Depends where this goes in the long run, really. But as long as Grogu doesn't end up with Luke, and as no, long as yeah, exactly, it can't be. Ugh, no, no. can't. But then again, like I guess the whole story is that the no, these two are tied. Din and, and Grogu. There's no breaking those two up. Unless there is. Unless, again, Star Wars, let go. Maybe maybe that is part of it. Who knows? I'm still freaking out over this episode, though. Um, oh my god, so good. But we remember we talked all those times about an Avengers-style team-up? And turns out we may have been onto something. But just we had the team members all wrong. Like We thought it would be like Kara and Grief and Mando and Ahsoka and uh, against an Imperial makeup team of like, we thought like Mayfeld and the assassins like Shand and, and Boba Fett would be on the other side. And it turns out the bad guys, the air quotes, bad guys are fighting with the good guys. We, that nobody called. Nobody yeah, saw this like, one coming. That's, that's, an, that's important, man. Like we mentioned that earlier that like the way this episode ended, I was just so relieved to hear that in the least like as a viewer when Boba Fett's like oh no we're the, we're not going anywhere like we're here to help you and we're going to help you find that child I was, thank you Boba Fett thank you so much you know like I, like I can't believe you said that I'm so happy well yeah and that's the, that's the thing that completely pivots you around on Boba Fett like wow he's it's true that's important to mention which was, I was 
earlier to give you know clarity on something you were like shut up Corey everybody knows depends if you were interrupting or calling in from 2006 oh man (laughs) the only the worst thing about being interrupted by Corey is being interrupted by a choppy Corey with a crappy it doesn't it put us it puts a whole new spin to chop rules oh geez (laughs) it's gonna call him choppy rules now yeah hey choppy (laughs) (laughs) choppy with a y oh boy hey man whatever works i always have a point oh boy but anyway the the empire now has grogu everything revolves around getting him back and uh, we'll see i the the idea of having to wait 11 months from now to figure out if that's you know if they're no they can't leave us at christmas like this that's my point man as a disney corporation it can't all be sunshines and rainbow like it's well especially in 2020 this for okay well i mean that means this rescue mission and and these next two episodes are, are, are it's gonna fail spectacularly right if if they can't get him back well, at one point, I guarantee you, hope is going to be lost. But God, just give us Grogu back. Yeah, you're going to have to wait till next October, I think. I hope not. I don't think so. Or they get... I don't I, think they're going to leave us like that. They get Grogu back, but they decide that's not enough. Like, they... But we know that... They, yeah, they know no, that something's going to give. So- <laughs> <laughs> I agree with you, man. Something's going to give, man. Like, if they got to get him back, but, like, maybe... Mandalorian hurt or someone dies, Cara Dune dies, or there's got to be give and take. Even Boba Fett maybe dies. That's not at all what I meant. Like you guys but you're right. Like I, I very well think Cara Dune could go. And I think if I had to put money on someone going, it would be her. Because how many times do you see a, a show or a movie where somebody settles down, finds a legit little, little lane to drive in, and they're perfectly comfortable, only to get pulled back in and then get killed? I could totally see Cara Dune paying the price. Batman. Yeah. Anyway, what I meant was they get Grogu back and they're, yay. And then Mando goes, that's not enough. We know that they've extracted something from him. I want to take that back too, or at least make sure that they can't use it. And that's the cliffhanger that if, yes. if they, if they deliver the sample to Pershing, it's all over. I like that. So it's, 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 you know, you, you get the best of both worlds in that case where you get Grogu back, but the whole point is kind of moot if the empire gets what they need anyway. So that, that maybe that's the yeah. cliffhanger we, we end on. I don't know. I don't know if I like that, but anyway, let's start wrapping it up here. Um, I, Hal Hickel, who's the animation supervisor at, at Lucasfilm for this show. He said that these last three episodes were going to be a roller coaster and man, did he not mince words and just the way that Din has been, like stripped down, like his home, his ship destroyed, his little child taken from him. This is the low point. And now we get to watch him build back up from defeat. And he's already got a tragedy. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. I I think we could have used a moment to see him mourn the ship and the kid. And maybe there's still time for that, but like he, he does not let the grass kind of got it in a way, like the way he's, he digs through the wreckage. Like he takes the two most important things, which I thought were really interesting. Yeah, that's true. The little ball for the, the little guy and the scar spear, which I think is going to be really important in this series at one point. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, no, that's a good point. I guess that is Mando style morning. 
but anyway, there's there's two episodes left, and that, you know that's uh, depending on how long they are. That could be like an hour and a half of of rescue mission time, and but it, it's tough to shake the idea of the of this not ending on a cliffhanger. So this could be a, this could be a oh boy a long a long two weeks plus ten months. Yeah. Anyways, last season didn't end on a cliffhanger. We had some resolution. Well, I mean, other than the dark saber being revealed and Moff Gideon not being killed, like yeah, yeah, it was still happy. Oh, he escaped. Uh, not really happy because the, the guy, the guy, the guy who was after the baby is still alive. It's not a happy ending. You know, it's not him. over. Yeah, it's not uh, over, and that's fine. It's it's a, it was a a short term victory, as the as the way I'd put it, a very yeah, short term exactly. narrow victory. Anyway, so back yep. back to Boba Fett because I think he was the star of this episode. Wow! Yeah. And again, we we gave him a rough ride on this on this pod for a while, but he's gone from like a figment, uh, a, a fanfic creation of uh, to to a legit character, and it's just it was all there waiting for them to grab, and they have, and it's it's really great. And now I'm like I'm I'm all in. And I think two weeks ago we or last week or three weeks ago, uh, we spoke about the idea of uh, redemption for Boba Fett. And that was a question from from uh, Wayne Knight, one of our great powerful friends. And I, I pushed back That's on the idea, you, just saying like I don't think he really needs it. But like it's that's this whole this whole thing happened in this episode. They shifted the perception. They whatever the redemption or, or rehabilitation, as I put it, it happened in this episode. It's done. <laughs> he's not yep. ruthless. He's not a killer or a villain. He's just. He's evolved like to to operate by his own code of honor, uh, or maybe it's based on a Mandalorian code of honor. But it worked, and they did it in like fifteen minutes. It's crazy. Again, like how how elated were you? And like everybody, like, the Mandalorian, just to hear him say at the end, like, "Oh no, like we're we're here to help you. Like we're gonna get that child back." Like Mando's already given up. He's they're gone. The Empire's got him. It's over. He's like, oh, no, 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 nay, nay. You know, you know what we get to wrestle with now. When I, we might know the answer, but he's always talking about how he's been quested with returning this creature to the Jedi. Yeah, to his people. Actually, was the first quest. Well, yeah, and to his home. Yeah, that's it. But what, whatever, that's- like. It's he. It's the idea of I. I've been quested to do this. This is this is my job. Versus, like, does he want to complete that quest because that's the job he's been given and he must do it, or because I love this creature, that's my son, and I want him back. Like that's yeah. that's the question I'm looking to have answered here, and I think we know the answer. Like he want he, he's doing this for himself. He loves that little guy. Anyway, I'm I'm all for this for 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 Boba Fett. I'm I'm all for this. It's not, he's been made interesting and worth exploring, and if they go ahead with that miniseries or or Disney Plus movie, I'm invested because now I trust that they've found that there's more to the character than just this badass bounty hunter. Like the movie would be about more than that, and that's great. And it's not you know what like the, yeah he's badass, but he's also lucky. Like he he misses he misses the ship he's aiming for, but the one that he hits takes out the other one. So yeah, it was classic. And it's kind of like 
it mirrors how he was unlucky in Return of the Jedi, <laughs> where he just gets hit <laughs> on the back and then all of a sudden he's falling in the sand. Yeah. Like so so it kind of makes him more uh human, I guess you could say. Like he's not all um badass uh you know faceless man with a mask on well he said he says it in this episode right Uh, he's got a great line uh fate steps in to to uh rescue the wretched or something like that Rescue the wretched yeah that's that's kind of what's happened here yeah so i i i mean seriously what what filoni and and favreau did for, for what they're doing for star wars in general is I think is going to be more consequential. Uh, and I'm, I mean, I'm already feeling it now, but in five years, like the, the sequel trilogy is going to pale in comparison to what they're, what they've done here. I agree, man. hundred percent. Like I know people that were totally didn't give a crap about the sequel trilogy. had no interest that are now just swept away with the Mandalorian. Yeah, I think that, well, I think the Mandalorian is going to go down in the annals of Star Wars as just being this quintessential quintessential trilogies. The trilogies tend to age well. Like now the prequels are loved. Go back 10 years. They were still being stepped on and and pissed on. So I think the sequels will eventually be at least at least as one like, yeah, they're there. They're fine. They tend I think overall they, they tend to age well, especially as again, the kids that grew up with them get more of a voice. But Mandalorian is going to be Again, that's a perfect word. Quintessential Star Wars. Yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> Just to wrap this up, how many action figures are coming out of this one episode? Yeah. I, I think there's at least five. <laughs> really? Well, yeah, they they have to make a new Boba. Yep. They have to. There's going to be a deluxe because... a deluxe Boba with just the robes and then his, his reclaimed armor. For sure. That's, that's Fennec technically she goes back to last year, but she wouldn't have got one if not for this episode. So she's for sure getting one now. Uh, Dark Trooper. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, the Mortar Stormtrooper with the yellow trim instead of the red, like the Incinerator guy. That's for sure coming. So that's what, uh, one, two, three, four. And I, I guarantee it, this is coming because it's easy. A reissue of the Stormtrooper with the orange pauldron. That's an easy one with Mando packaging. Yeah, why not? So that that's five figures from this one episode. And we'll see, like in if just a few short hours, Mando Monday is gonna happen. <laughs> I, I wonder if any of these these uh figures get revealed there. And I have to open up my wallet again. Oh boy. Yeah. All right. Um anything else to say, boys, before we wrap it up? Yeah, I love Star Wars and it's but it's dead. But uh <laughs> yeah, Star Wars is dead for sure. Know. All right, Carlos, any last words from you? Uh just I I didn't think that seeing the slave one fly in atmosphere that way would make me so happy. Yeah. It's so weird. <laughs> it was very fireflyish to me. Oh, boy. I don't know what you're talking you're about, and nobody cares. Yeah, no, no so, they do. Uh, it's it's just, <laughs> um, yeah, it was, and just 
like the way it maneuvered and i'm like oh my god the sound of the engine yeah man just the sound design in this episode was unbelievable the force field around around grogu when he's communing is perfect star wars not for whiners but it perfect perfect star wars is that a subtweet i don't know what you're talking about and (laughs) there's I love you, Nathan, man. I love poking him. But it's just... um, Seriously, like... Amazing episode. Amazing episode. Like, I don't see how the next one could be better than this. Like... Like, it's it's just... It might continue on the same note, but it's not going to hit the same... I I don't see how it could hit the same feel buttons. They keep upping it. They keep raising the bar for themselves and then clearing it. And it's, and if I, I don't sorry, know. Sorry. No, do- I was just going to oh, say, if, 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 if I have to, if I have to repeat myself, it's going to be, we keep expecting them to give us a little taste and then they throw the whole pie in our face. Yeah. I like, I like that. It's, I, it, and I, I can't, like- comp- I can't complain about it either because it's just been so well done. I, I like that you brought up twice tonight, Carlos, the fact that, you know the uh, the fact that the the way they've used kind of like ah, uh, are you having a stroke? It's a stroke, isn't it? No. <laughs> anyway, whatever. Like the the way they they use the the force in this series, man. Like I don't know. It's it's what out. it should have always been. Right, it's what it should have always been. It's 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 unfortunate that that it started forty two years ago, forty four years ago. Like it's just it's a, it's unfortunate for that. But at the same time, um, you know, people with a little bit of common sense would be able to understand why it wasn't, and maybe just embrace the fact that in forty years there's going to be 40 more years of Star Wars stories being told where we had no idea. Well, I I was really thirsty, thirsty for it, man. Like this is one of the main reasons why I really like rebels was when we got to the last, well, throughout the whole series, man, we had all these ancient uh, Jedi things going on with these temples and whatnot. And I thought like, I've always liked archeology, span right? So I'm kind of biased in that way. Wait, you like Indiana Jones. Yeah. Not really. Even even documentaries. Like I was always kind of into that, watching it with dad and whatnot. Like I do like I love Indiana Jones, but like I've always been intrigued by archaeology. And when you see what happened, like like this episode kind of beat heavily on that ancient Jedi way, like we were saying earlier, like a Stonehenge kind of deal with that forest field, like that stone, the seeing stone. It was really Star Wars, and like even we didn't we didn't touch upon it enough to really you know it really harkens back to that those ancient ways of the world between worlds and the possibilities of the Force. Like it was so cool to see that like impenetrable. Like he's in a trance. He's on another plane right now. Who knows what where Grogu is at? Yeah, I'm really interested to hear or to find out. Like who answered that or who heard the call? Who says it's just Jedi that can hear it? 
That's true too. Maybe yeah. some other ne'er do well heard heard that call. Anyway, uh, we're we're five days away from from getting even more answers, and hopefully, I mean, God, I I don't know how they clear the bar again, but who knows? Every week, I'm like, well, how do they top that? And they do, and we come and geek out about it, which we'll do again next week. But um, that's gonna do it for this week. <laughs> Breathe out. We're done. Uh, if you want to be part of the podcast, everybody, uh, send your questions, your thoughts to tumblingsaber at gmail.com. You can put saber darts in the subject uh, or use the hashtag saber darts on Twitter, and we'll get to your questions on the podcast. Uh, if you want to help us out in any other way, that'd be great. You can do that by making sure you're subscribed to the podcast wherever you listen uh, and share it with your friends. Sharing is such a big deal. And uh, of course, leaving us a review somewhere on Apple Podcasts or Stitcher or anywhere. Just leave us a review. Let us know you did that. We'll read that on the podcast as well. And then finally, if you're feeling real crazy, you can check us out over on Patreon, become a powerful friend, and you'll get all kinds of extra audio every month. And uh, your questions and your your theories, they all, they all go to the front of the line. And so you can check that out over at patreon.com slash tumblingsaber. We've got two tiers, $1, $3, real simple. Uh, and we'd love it if you went to go check that out. Uh, shout out to Rob Wade, for endorsing this episode as part of the E14 Endorse program. You can learn more about, about that, about that, over at emotionally14.com. And so guys, with all that out of the way, Carlos, where can people find you on social media? You can find me at the funny Carlos or at C Candido Music on both Twitter and Instagram. And on Facebook at Carlos Candido Music. Awesome. Corey. Guys, hit me up at Chop Rules with a Z on the Twitter machine. And uh, yeah, Kyle, uh, take it away. <laughs> I've been taking it away all night. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you can find me over at, uh, at Tumbling Saber on Twitter. Usually I mention Instagram. Don't. I might delete it. I don't know. I never use it. So uh, tw- Twitter's where it's at. Otherwise, you got to join us in our Facebook group where we geek out about Star Wars all day long. Every day, every week, we're loving the Star Wars thing. And uh, that's that's going to do it, everybody. Thank you guys all so much for spending another couple hours with us. Really appreciate the time you give us. And uh, stay tuned. we got more more episodes coming up in the near future as, as the holidays draw near and the year comes to a close. Uh, so, yeah, we're looking, looking forward to all kinds of cool stuff coming up. So uh, thank you all again for listening. And may the Force be with you. Static draws me closer to your place Willing me through my dreams fall away Signs blindly to the lines on your face Beating strong Drifting Not relive this dream Over And over And over Again Please don't leave my heart broken Bleeding 
not breathing If only to see you next to me Sleeping Soundly Smiling Not really Are you running away? 